Hi friends, welcome to Race to Rise podcast, a place where we discuss bite-sized wisdom nuggets with easy-to-follow practices to live a better life. I am your host, Mithal Patel, a parenting junkie, Ayurveda enthusiast, and an advocate of conscious living. Imagine there is a conflict between you and your child or between two siblings or with any other relationships. How hard it is to respond in such a heated moment, right? It's the heat of the moment what is the testing period in relationships. So today I wanted to share five key steps that you can use in order for you to connect with your child during conflicts. And this can actually apply with, you know, in any other relationships. It's not necessarily just to connect with your child, but it could be to connect with your spouse, to connect with, you know, your friend um, during the conflicts. These five steps are actually that I have used with my clients. Of course, not in the way that I'm going to share, but this is a foundation that we use in coaching. And I have actually tried using it with my kids and it works this is like a coaching foundation that i've been using at home and it actually helps connect with our child you know during conflicts because as you might have all known by by now that i have a i have a strong-willed child so my four-year-old is very assertive very selective he knows what he wants so we often get into such heated conversations, you know, heated um, conflicts. So this is a tried and tested method. And so I hope you give it a shot and see um, for yourself. So without taking a further ado, let's dive into it. The five key steps to connect with your child during conflicts. Ready? There you go. So as we said, right, heat of the moment is the real testing time for us parents. So these five steps are going to help you tremendously to connect with your child only after you self-regulate your emotions first. Yes. In parenting or in any relationship, the way we respond depends on how do we have it all together, right? It's about us maintaining our emotions. It's about us controlling our reactions. So instead of reacting, how can we respond, right? This is like a foundation, so self-regulating our emotions. So if you have to take a pause, you know, breathe, whatever, there are so many strategies to self-regulate and to calm yourself before you um, go into, you know, go deep with your child to connect. So first, you need to connect with yourselves before you connect with your kids. So after your self-regulation, these are the five steps that you can use. Number one is being aware of your child's emotion so so important and we can only do this if we are aware of our own emotions right but understanding that what my child is feeling in that moment is important so i'll share this whole five um steps with examples of my personal that happens in my household all the time so for example my four-year-old is let's say I came home and all I'm seeing is, you know, kids fighting and I'm seeing that the, 
you know, four-year-old is throwing toys and he is being verbal and loud and screaming and, you know, hitting his brother. What is my reaction at that point? Or how am I going to respond? Number one, I need to self-regulate and I need to check in like, okay, do I need space? Let me take that five-minute breather. So, however, make sure the safety that everybody's safe and then calm yourself first before you react and yell or scream. And the third thing is dive into these five key steps. So number one is I'm going to check in with my child and, you know, um, look into it. Like, listen, listen for the things that he's not telling me. Listen empathetically. Listen deeply. Listen for the clues that he's leaving on the table, right? It's because as a four-year-old, he probably not, he probably doesn't have the vocabulary to tell me what he's feeling, right? So it's, I will have to listen deeply in order for me to understand his emotions. Okay, let's see, he's throwing stuff. I need to be aware. For example, most of the time, um, for us, it comes down to that he wants the same thing as his brother has. So he's feeling left out, you know, he's feeling jealous of things that his brother has and he doesn't but he doesn't know that he cannot label it yet so first i will you know i will make myself aware of his emotions second who surprised you in your eta class oh sorry uh this is this is called parenting life so i am actually recording in my office but we have scheduled at 3 p.m i have had this is like a real moment right now that Alexa has a reminder for my son and because I'm not home at three o'clock and she will check in with my son like who surprised you today in your ELA class. So this is ridiculous that it just popped in while I'm recording. Anyways, I'm not going to delete this. I'm going to keep this because I want to, I want to show you that this is real life. Anyways, back. Back to our conversation. So first step is being aware of child's emotions. Second step is recognizing the emotion as an opportunity for connection and guidance. It's so important. So now I now I understand that, okay, my child is feeling, you know, jealous or he's feeling upset or whatever, or whatever the child is feeling, I know what the child is feeling. Now I need to take this clue as an opportunity for me to connect and guide my child. And actually, in Chinese, the ideogram opportunity equals to crisis. So it's about, you know, it's about linking these two. It's that taking crisis as an opportunity for us to grow, right? So in, in our case, in this case, we need to recognize that this, recognize the emotion as an opportunity for connection with our child and guiding them further. So how do we take this? So first of all, reminding ourselves that whatever behavior is going on or whatever I'm seeing at the moment with my child has nothing to do with me. It's, it's not personal, but let me take this as an opportunity and how can I connect deeper with my child and how can I guide my child further in, you know, how to solve such, such conflicts. So this leads us to our step number three, which is listening empathetically and validating the child's feelings when i say listening empathetically i don't really mean to um you know collect data just by hearing what the child is saying when i say listening means 
you know, looking at, looking at, looking into a child's eyes for what they're feeling or, you know, their body language. This is what we call listening um, in, in coaching world. Listening is about, you know, listening to something that the other person is not telling you or not leaving on the table verbally. So in this situation, when I say listening empathetically, I mean to say is tune into your child's emotion and for which you will require to pay attention to your child's body language, his or her facial expressions and gestures. Uh, believe it or not, they have a lot of gestures and they, the gestures have a lot of stories behind it. And so it's for us to understand. And surely, you know, you will find that um, you know, they're making expressions with their brows or, you know, they have a tense jaw or they're tapping their foot, you know, things like that. These are the clues that they are telling you something. So now it's our job to understand what does this tell us about the way he or she's feeling, right? So again, it comes to like being aware uh, of what our child is trying to tell us and about their emotions. And once you understand, you know, once you listen to what they're not saying, then we need to validate the child's feelings. So for example, if my child is feeling sad about, you know, him not having a, so if my four-year-old is feeling sad that he doesn't have a laptop um, like his brother and he really wants it, then it's my job to understand his emotions. First of all, I think that he's feeling sad. So and, you know, he's not telling me, but rather he's reacting out of it. So then I want to go and validate his feeling. Now, how do you validate feelings of a child who doesn't have vocabulary, right? Who might not have vocabulary. So, for example, I can't just go to my four-year-old and ask, why do you feel sad? Because he might not even know that he's feeling sad. He might, you know, he might just not have words to put together. Most of the time the sentence that I get out of him is like, brother is mean. My brother is mean. You're mean. These are the things that he can, because he doesn't know what he's feeling. Right? So it's my job to, to help my um, child validate, you know, it's my job to validate his feelings. Now, how can we, so of course we can't ask that, but maybe we can ask questions like, or, you know, uh, or maybe we can say something like, hmm, you seem little, you know, you seem little sad today are you? Or I noticed that you just, you know, you frown when I mentioned about the laptop or things like that, whatever the situation, because, you know, situations are different. The child is different. They might have different scenarios. Everybody feels differently. Like I say, every child is unique. Every parent is unique and everyone's parenting journey is unique. So what might happen in my household might not happen in your household in the same way. But the fundamental is saying that these are the steps that we really can use and create our own scripts and ask, you know, because this is all about intuition, being intuitive to your child's need. That's all it comes, uh, comes down to, right? This leads, like validating the child's feeling leads to us for our next step. Step number four is helping the child verbally label emotions. So... Now, we might, like, I might know that my four-year-old is sad or, you know, or he's feeling jealous of his brother or, or whatever. I know it. 
but I really want my child to identify his own emotions. It's important for them to identify and label their emotions so that they don't attach, they don't label themselves and they're labeling the emotions because at the end of the day, remember, label, you know, emotions and we are separate. We're two different, it's two different entities. I am not my emotion. We often say I am sad. It's not that I am sad because I'm a soul. I am experiencing, you know, the sad feelings or whatnot. That's how it goes. But again, we can't go like that with our children. So then we really need to help our child verbally label emotions. Now, how can you do that, right? How can we um, help them label their emotions or identify their emotions? So this actually connects us back to our third step about validating the child's feelings is because they might not have vocabulary, right? They might not know uh, what this feeling is called because, again, they don't have years of experiences that we adult have. So then we can help them labeling, you know, uh, expanding their vocabulary. Like, for example, when we see, when parents see our child in tears, um, we might say, hmm, you feel very sad, don't you? Now, not only this makes child that they, you know, they're heard, they're seen, but it also gives them a word to describe the intense feeling that they're feeling at that moment. And actually, studies have indicated that the act of labeling emotions can have a soothing effect on their nervous system. Because now your brain is not frantically going, you know, what is this, what is this, what is this? Because they don't have vocabulary. So now they know what this is called. So then, you know, it helps them calm down. It helps um, soothe their nervous system. Now, this doesn't mean that I'm saying that we need to um, tell our ch children uh, what they're feeling or how they're feeling. I'm just saying that this gives the vocabulary and of course, also use emotion vocabulary. I've, I always use emotion vocabulary because if you think your child is angry, it might also mean that, you know, he or she is feeling frustrated or confused or betrayed or jealous, right? There's a whole umbrella of emotions. So we just think everything is about anger or sad or happy, but there's so many emotions under the umbrella. And a really good resource for you parents is a book called Emotional um, Agility. It's by author Susan De David. She actually explains and she has this whole um, table created for the emotions. Really good resource for us to, even for us to understand because we were never given vocabulary. I mean, at least I know I was never, you know, I never knew about these expensive vocabulary on emotions. Uh, because my parents themselves were emotionally, you know, um, unconscious and they were not present. Now, that doesn't mean I'm blaming my parents. I am so grateful for my parents for what they did with the sources, the resources they had. Because that era was really about surviving. But now today's era, like us, us parents, our responsibility is about thriving, right? We, we've had that, we've had that surviving um, mechanism in our parents' generation now, in our generation, it's about thriving. It's about emotional intelligence. And that's why I really focus on, on emotions. I really want to make sure that my children are emotionally, you know, um, they're, they're present emotionally and they know how to, how to cope their, you know, 
cope up with their emotions and not to just、um, suppress their emotions and their feelings. Anyway, so back to our topic. So our number step four was helping the child verbally label emotions. Now let's go to number step.、Um, step number five. It's setting limits while helping the child problem solve. This is so important because now that you know, once you have spent so much time listening to your child and helping、um, him or her label their emotions and understand their emotions. You probably will find yourself naturally drawn into a process of problem solving for them, but that's not where we want to go. We want our child to learn the skill of problem solving. We want them to them to be available and you know emotionally intelligent. So then, how can we do?、Uh, how can we do this? So we really need to learn to step up, set limits. So once you go through the you know go through the process, then you just You set the limits where you can also guide your child to work on what they want to do next. Right? It's about sometimes we really have to be direct. So, for example,、um, with with my four year old, when he's like, you know, when I'm going, I do fo-、um, follow the four steps. Okay,、um, he's feeling jealous, or you know, he's really sad that he doesn't get what his brother gets. Number two was, you know, okay, yeah, I am, I am. It's a mindset shift for me that this is an opportunity for me to connect and guide my child. Number three was like listening, okay, listening to everything that he's not telling me because he's throwing stuff. He's he's really frustrated, right? So I need to validate, like I understand you're frustrated. I understand that you're feeling sad, and then helping the child verbally label the emotion where I will help him, like by saying. Hmm. Seems like you're really upset that you don't have the laptop and your brother does, right? So for after the four steps, what I'm going to do is I'm going to set limit while I also help him solve his problem. And how do I do that? So I might I might just say like I totally understand that you're sad and you're upset that you don't have a laptop and your brother has a laptop, but we're not gonna hit your brother for this. Right, something like that. It's it's like it's so important for for you to let your child know that their feelings and emotions are valid, but at the same time, you know,、um, the inappropriate behaviors are not acceptable. So be be honest, you know, be straightforward. So, for example, I might say to my four year old that.、Uh, You know, and I, it's okay for you to feel jealous because your brother has a laptop and you don't. But it's not okay for you to hit him for, or you know, it's not okay for you to throw toys at him. Can you think of a different way to deal with your feelings right now? So, did you see what I just did? I literally,、um, you know, I understood what he's. So I. Um, literally understood what he's going through, recognized his emotion, took this as an opportunity, listened to what he's doing, validated his feeling, helped him, you know, verbally to label his emotion, and at the same time, I did put a loving limit by saying, "This is not acceptable. Can you think of a different way to deal with your emotions and your feeling?" Right. So I hope this was helpful,、um, parents. Please, please, please. Let me know if you have questions, and I am happy to help you out.、Um, write me an email after listening to this emotions. If you have a particular situation that you are trying to 
put these um, five steps into practice and you are stuck, just write me an email at info at ricewithmetal.com and I would be happy to reply back with the strategy and I would be happy to have a chat with you then. That's it for this week's episode of Race to Rise. Be sure to sign up to our email list at ricewithmetal.com and join us again next time for more wisdom about life, kids, and everything in between. I am Mital Patel wishing you happy raising and rising.